This is the Rich Eisen Show. I can't believe I'm saying this, man, but I'll say it anyway. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. My warning to Buccaneers fans is that we're going to kick you in the teeth. The Lions will have a much better plan. We're going to bite a kneecap off on how to beat the Blitz than the Eagles. We're going to be the last one standing. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Emmy Award-winning NBC Sports broadcaster Mike Tirico. Coming up, NFL Network reporter Jane Slater. Legendary rapper and actor Snoop Dogg. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Came on the air talking about the Mike McCarthy keeping. Is that the way to put it? Because he wasn't fired. He wasn't rehired. He's kept. He's just staying. He's just staying. Yeah, he's, just he's retained. He's, you can't retained. even say retained. Hey, he's going to be He's under contract. Yeah. The only people really talking about They're it running were, it back. were us. Run, returning. Yeah, we were just speculating. What? He, oh, oh us in the media. Yeah, that he might well, you know, I mean, again, go somewhere else. It, it's just for a franchise that all we keep talking about is how long it's been since they've been back to a conference championship. And this was the year that everything, everything broke right from the way that they played at home to the fact that they got an extra home game in many ways because a referee got confused about the way uh, players reported as eligible. Although that narrative, you know, that narrative is similar to the one that, uh, well, we're playing the game between the Bills and the Chiefs in Western New York this weekend because Kadarius Toney was ruled to be offensively offsides, conveniently forgetting that the play that got wiped out gave the Chiefs, had it stood, a lead that the Bills had more than a minute and all three timeouts on the clock to go down the field and win the game. That's conveniently forgotten. In the same way that we conveniently forget, Dan Campbell still kept going for two, no matter if he was going for it from midfield (laughs) or or the one-half-yard line. You know what I mean? That said, though, I mean, the way that the Cowboys played all season long, everything was broken the way that they were supposed to, and they had two home games, and the first one was against a seventh seed that appeared to be beatable just because of how young they were and also because of how up and down they were up until, you know, the end of the very end of the season, in the middle of the season. That included, by the way, a trip to Detroit that was kind of amazing on Thanksgiving for them. So that's why we were talking about it, that it finally happened again, and it was just a blowout. I mean, they, they, they didn't even show. It was 27 nothing. Come on. Yeah. So obviously Jerry's going to make a change, but he just decided again, you know, you make a change. Just to repeat it again, you're going to be saying everything that we saw during the regular season means nothing, and I want to start from scratch with a new coach, new offensive system, new culture, new everything. New, and i got to do interviews, and it's going to be a while, the way that everything has to happen. And um, the guy I really want might be Belichick, who's going for a second interview with Atlanta this weekend, and that ship potentially could be sailed. So I'll keep Mike. And then there's another Mike. T.J. Jefferson just finished our number one by saying, why aren't we equally as outraged about Mike Tallinn being kept in Pittsburgh? And I guess if we open the phone line and if we did if we did the show, say, from uh, Primanti Brothers today, we might have a different uh, opinion, you know, like I said, than the it, national media. Of which, my opinion. It was just something. No, you're pointing out a, a, there's a, a, a big a, discrepancy and right. a big bias against the Cowboys. And my point is the Cowboys have had a much longer stretch of not making a level of playoffs that Dallas used to be But we're talking used the Cowboys to. as a team, not Mike McCarthy specifically as a coach. Well, I'm just saying, again, that there's different heat on Dallas for different reasons. 
What about Mike Tomlin? Boy, I can't believe we're talking about this again. But the Steelers went into the playoffs, and Tomlin did get another winning season in a row. But Pittsburgh got bounced in the playoffs for a seventh time without winning in it. I mean, it's kind of wild how long it's been for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I have the facts right here in front of me. Haven't won a playoff game since 2016 divisional round at Kansas City. Seven-season drought without a playoff win is the longest by Pittsburgh since 1970. Now, the Steelers used to be, as you folks don't maybe remember, they used to be down and out and downtrodden up until the point where Franco Harris plucked the ball off a shoot-up. Steelers are 0-4 in the playoffs since 2017. They've allowed 41.5 points per game. That's a minus 48-point differential and minus 8 turnover differential. That ranks dead last in the NFL since 2017. Over their last five playoff games, it's even been worse, a minus 68-point differential. The only one that got was really close is the one that cuts deepest, a divisional round game against Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Remember that one? Where they couldn't stop him on defense. Blake Bortles. 45 to 42. Hey, and brother, Blake almost beat your Patriots the next week. He did. We all thought that was going to be a given Steelers and Patriots in the AFC yeah, Championship game. A given. Stephon Gilmore. Especially because, if you remember, Blake and the, and the Jaguars, uh, if I'm not mistaken, beat Mike Hoskins' Bills in the wild card round in a punt fest. And it looked terrible. Very bad game. <laughs> and you're like, okay, so they're going to go into Pittsburgh and get wiped out, and they put 45 on the Steelers. So I understand. I'm, I'm reading all this out because I have been accused of being a Tomlin honk. So Tomlin and the Steelers, I thought they put a little bit of a scare in the Buffalo Bills. A lot of folks, you, you thought it wasn't even close, but it, it got there. But they fell too deep in a hole, which is, again, the Steelers fans saying, they're not prepared. Tomlin doesn't have them prepared. And yeah, there were some moments in this season where Tomlin, I think, was a little too stubborn. Offensive coordinator with Mitch Trubisky instead of Mason Rudolph. Remember after Trubisky lost that game against the Patriots on that Thursday night? Did you ever think about putting Mason Rudolph in? Nope. And then he did with seconds to go in Indianapolis when the game was already done the next week. I was sitting there. I'm like, wow, we're going to put Mason Rudolph in now after Trubisky threw a terrible interception. And the Colts are like, that's twice now. That's happened to us. In Germany, Bill pulled Mac Jones after a terrible interception and handed Bailey Zappi. Not a mop, (laughs) but but this was like, you go in the game. Fake spike interception. Oh, God. One of the many reasons why Gerard Mayo is there now. But... This is what Mike Tomlin had to say today after he was asked about his contract. Last we saw Tomlin, he was exiting stage left. He was asked about his contract. Bye-bye. And this was after the loss to the Bills. He uh, made a little light of that when he started his press conference today. Good afternoon. Uh, In a little better mood today, man. Anybody got any contract questions? You intend to be back to disregard the rumors that were floating out there. Um, You expect to get an extension this year? Um, um, yes, I expect to be back, and I would imagine that those contract things are, are going to run their course, man. Um, 
Art and I have a really good transparent relationship. We communicate um, continually often. Um, I don't imagine it's going to be an issue, and I imagine it's going to get done in a, in a timely manner at the appropriate time. Um, but, you know, my mindset is to coach this football team, certainly. So All right. the question was about an extension, which Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk came on two days ago and pointed out historically – Tomlin has already signed one by now that he doesn't go into final years of contracts. They always extend. Keep adding, you know, train tracks as the train's about <laughs> to be the end. I mean, I always think of Mickey Mouse's clubhouse. That's always, you know, the, they were always in that train. And at the end of the track, they, the train would put more track down. Again, best dad ever. <laughs> So that's what normally what they do. And right now, the question was about an extension. He didn't answer that, did he? He says, I expect to be back. Well, he's under contract this year. And that's what Florio was pointing out. He may not want to sign a contract extension. That blows Steelers. Some of the people who want Tomlin out, that blows their mind. Oh, so we're going to let him dictate terms? Yeah. Same way Cowboys fans, it blows their mind. You're going to keep Mike McCarthy? Yeah, they don't, want to, they don't want to go through a coaching change. Now, the question for Tomlin is, what about the quarterback and the offense? The Steelers' defense, I believe, have a lot of guys on it who understand the Steeler way, if you will, from Watt to Hayward to Fitzpatrick just to name three, and um, Joey Porter Jr. Those are, I think that side of the ball, despite the way, you know, they started in Buffalo this weekend, I think that's good. The offense has obviously got a bunch of playmakers on it, and who's dialing it up, and who's throwing the ball? Those are the questions for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the difference between, yeah, we're going to win another season with winning records and all that business, to we're going to win playoff games. We're going to threaten for the AFC championship. We're going to win the AFC North. We're going to beat the Ravens, who are now obviously champions of the division and might be champions of the conference when it's all said and done in a couple Sundays. That's the difference. So Tomlin was asked about the quarterback. He said Pickett is going to be the starter, but I guess with some guardrails around it. Uh, can he resume his QB1 status? You know, he will, but obviously there will be competition. There all, there's always competition in this thing. Um, we don't anoint anyone. Um, man, I'm appreciative of his efforts and where he is and excited about continuing to work with him. But certainly um, he will be challenged from a competition perspective uh, moving forward. Um, competition brings the best out in all of us. See, now, that's what a lot of Steeler fans, if I can give them voice, it, it drives them a little crazy. They've heard this for 17 years. Yeah, competition brings out the best in all of us, and these are Tomlinisms that I love, but Steeler fans are growing tired of because the results do not wind up with banners and trophies. So I understand when I say this as well. Um, he doesn't ask my opinion. But my 
my uh, two cents from Mike Tomlin, if I may. I don't know if he knows who George Costanza is. <laughs> okay. Brothers don't watch Seinfeld. That's what Stuart Scott famously <laughs> told me in a commercial break. Once upon a time, when I made a Seinfeld reference going to break, everyone in the room laughed, and I felt really proud of myself. And Stuart Scott, I felt the heat coming from, you know, from my side, from the right side, because Stuart always liked the left chair. He had tenure. He always chose the left chair. That's why I was always on camera right. So, at any rate, I felt the heat coming from there, and Stuart said to me, what was that joke? And I said, Seinfeld, brothers don't watch Seinfeld. So let me just say this. George Costanza, once famously, turned his life around by doing the opposite. And Jim Harbaugh turned Michigan around because he started doing the opposite. He got some guys on the staff who did the opposite of what he was thinking about or what he thought was right or what was right. Honestly, they said today in the press conference they're going to hire an offensive coordinator from outside the organization. So I don't believe the guys who are currently calling the plays are going to be the ones. Which is another reason why Dallas didn't want to fire Mike McCarthy because everybody's in the business for an offensive coordinator. The Bears just fired their whole staff on that side of the ball. The Steelers are looking for one. Name it. There's a ton of other teams that are looking for OCs when they hire a new coach. I'm sure that's the first question that Arthur Blank's going to re-ask Bill Belichick or McKay Will when they have a second interview is, who's going to be calling the plays for you, Bill? And I bet you the answer won't be Joe Judge. Better not be. Okay. (laughs) Well, so what I'm saying is, I don't know, some hot shot with a billion new ideas that you would never think the Pittsburgh Steelers would ever run in a million years. Get that person. Try it out. Certainly, if he's not going to sign a contract extension there for another year, give it a whirl. Do the opposite. Those are my two cents for Mike. That's exactly what I would go ahead and do. I I mean, this is just going to be, uh, 2024 is going to be just lit already. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Chris Brockman, later on this hour, you have a power ranking of most disappointing teams. Oh, yeah. Top 10 disappointing teams this year. I've got a top five list of best Super Bowl matchups. Right. Ever? No. Available for this year. I appreciate you asking the question. I did kind of leave that open-ended, did I not? So, And and it'll be interesting because I've got many options, right? Yeah. With four teams in each conference remaining, and I'll do it again next week when it's a, a smaller subset and see if we match the list. And on Sunday's show, I will pound the table for double eliminations. That's not going to happen, TJ, unfortunately. <laughs> show, tune in. You need to get me on the competition committee first. <laughs> double elimination. Double elimination doesn't work. It could work mathematically. Oh, but you know what's double? D-O-double-G. Hey! Oh, you see what I weaving. did there? Is an hour number three. It's the D-O-double. As in... Big Snoop. As in what? D's you nuts? Yeah, exactly. Okay. You had to drop say. right there. Hey, just, it's it's, it's kind of crazy. Huh? It's unbelievable. It's not like you're in charge of the drops. You right? control the drops. Right. You're like Let's Newman. take a break. Uh, Jane Slater is going to join us from the hey, Star, now. I believe, in uh, the Metroplex. She's going to tell us what the hell happened. Yeah, she knows. With the Dallas Cowboys. They're keeping Mike McCarthy. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly 
Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. So I just was looking at our YouTube feed and stream over the... Uh commercial break and um my power rankings of the top five nfl head coaches mm -hmm. the top 10 right top 10 head NFL yeah, head coaches. 10, yeah, 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 yeah my sure, power yeah, rankings yeah, yeah, yeah. um is getting the same you know numbers as me just doing the regular power rankings Ooh. which leads me to believe after we're gonna years, keep power rankings going after years oh. of refusing to do power rankings. Wow, you're just a power oh. rankings. I guy might now. I might not be able to quit do doing power oh. rankings. Like for instance, we Hoskins and I were talking about it with our friends at the Roku um channel and the Roku portal, as I like to call it, um, about what, what the power rankings I would be able to do maybe at the Super Bowl. And we could do one every day. Well, no, I I I'm like, how we about I, I suggested how about Power ranking Vegas icons. Like that one. In. Right? So maybe I'm... Do we just keep doing it throughout the rest of the season? Why wouldn't they? I, I don't know. Why, why I'm using Vegas this as a rundown, like, a, like an go. ideas meeting for the show right here. Power ranking shows I'm binge watching. You know what I mean? Like, it's easy. Really? What are you, what are nah, you nuts? Of course. I mean, but first of all, I can't do that one. Because you know what I'm binge watching at night? My eyelids. <laughs> my freaking kids stay up too late. Uh, just finished. Uh, just finished Fargo this week. Dude, Rich? I don't oh, know what God. the hell has happened. Oh, John Ham, have two more. What a performance! Have two, you have two more, and tell me what you're binge watching. I'm binge watching my eyelids. I don't know the last thing that Susie and I watched on That's on good. you know binge watched. You know what? I think we just need to focus a little bit better in our household. Let the kids just do yeah. their own damn thing. Draw on the walls. Focus. 
Your kids are old enough to basically fend for themselves. Ish. So, you know, Close. just saying. I don't I won't talk about what you called your son before the show today. <laughs> Back on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Uh, my colleague Gene Slater, uh, who covers the Dallas Cowboys expertly, hit the nail on the head today when she asked this question of Mike McCarthy. And why should fans buy back in? Gee, was the head coach of this team? Yeah, because I, I, I believe that uh, the, the direction, you know, the leadership, um, everything is in place. And um, I'm not very comfortable talking about myself, but I came here to win a championship. I didn't come here to get another contract or um, anything other than that. Um, I came to Dallas to win the world championship, and that's why I'm standing here and um, buy into us. That's the, is that, that going to be the, the, buy the headline us. of the – no, season ticket order? That's already. I mean, Aaron Rodgers right now. Didn't Aaron Rodgers voice over the Jets season ticket holder yeah. video? He did. Yeah. Maybe McCarthy should buy. You know, buy into us. Twenty twenty four Dallas I mean, Cowboys. You speak buy it into, into existence. If you don't believe it, no one else will. That's like when I ran for student council president in college, and, my, and, my, and my theme was someone's got to win. Why not me? Like, <laughs> How'd uh, that work for you? did you win? I actually came in second. Hey, hey, hey. I, I was a write in. I wasn't even on the ballot. That was a write-in, and I came in second. Well, So someone had to win. Why not me? It was almost me. That's da- what this sounds like. Dallas came in second on Sunday. <laughs> you know, Rich. You walked, TJ, you walked ever in. Since your team, ever you since walked your team it, won the national college championship, it was hanging you, so low. You've become yeah. unbearable, okay? You've so unbearable. low. The hanging fruit was so low. It was so easy to just pluck. It's just straight there. Dude, be better is all I'm saying. <laughs> Be be this is completely BS. Hey, this this is shame. TJ, buy into us. Okay? Buy yeah. into it. I'm, I'm already bought into it. I'm already, it's like La Costa Nostra. I can't get out. Joining us now on the Rich Eisen Show, it's so rare that I get to have a conversation. Normally I'm like, Jane, the floor is yours. And she talks for 60 seconds and throws it back to me on game day morning. <laughs> so I, I actually get to say hello to you and then we talk, Jane hey. Slater. That's how it works here. I get 40 seconds on Sunday, okay, so I'll, I'll take the extra time. Wow. Don't sell her short, short change. Nobody <laughs> tell Jane Slater to rap during wow. this conversation, okay? <laughs> Let her talk. We have a full 30 minutes. Great question, Jane. You hit the nail right on the head there with that question with to McCarthy. Like, how, like why should fans buy in to this? Well, to be fair, Rich, you know, when you start anything with respectfully, which I did, I was yes. hoping it would cushion it. because. Yes. It is a fair question right now. TJ can speak to it. Our engineer, Thomas, the NFL Network, my father. I feel like people forget that I don't, I'm not related to anyone that owns the Cowboys. I can't fix anything. I'm not rich. Uh, So (laughs) they come to me for group therapy, but it was a fair question because if you listen to Dallas Radio this morning, so upset that Mike McCarthy is coming back for yet another year, the final year of his contract, I kind of felt like the writing was on the wall this week and that Jerry was going to talk himself back into it. After talking to the players, Rich, this team, they looked like they quit on him uh, in that playoff game. They look like they've quit on him in several playoff games now. This is now three seasons in a row. But talking to these players, that was absolutely not the direction of my conversation. And, you know, whether people like to hear this or not, Jerry is a very shrewd businessman, and I was told when he was frustrated last year, he didn't want to pay out uh, Mike McCarthy two years remaining on his contract. It's still very frustrating for a coach. I know 
Mike talked about it today. It's raw. He was it's numb. This is obviously emotional having people talk about your job before you even know the status of your job moving forward. Uh, but I thought it was a fair question in the sense, you know, after now three seasons, sure, 12 wins are great. But how are you going to get us to buy back into it? And I think fans are expecting us to have some sort of Dan Campbell response, you know, tearful and banging his hand down and saying he's going to go bite kneecaps in the NFC East this year and then go over to 49ers and do it the same. That's just not Mike. And I think the rub here is Mike is a good guy. He's a good coach. Is he a great coach? I don't know. He's one of Lombardi. They tell you you're a good coach if you win a Super Bowl. Uh, but for the fans in Dallas, I think there is a level of apathy that's begun to set in here a little bit. All right. Tons of follow-up questions. Let's start with the the one that's, you know, that that arches overall is why Jerry decided to use, just use the phrase, Jane talked himself into keeping McCarthy so walk me through best you can, because obviously only he knows between his temples what he was thinking. Why Why did he keep McCarthy, from your opinion? I think continuity is a big deal. And I think Albert Breer hit the nail on the head when he talked about, you know, Jerry doesn't have a quick trigger when it comes to coaches. I mean, I think a lot of people think because of a lot of things that he says and he's a wheeling and a dealing and he's always working on all these business deals. Look at his staff. There's people in that building that have worked around Jerry in the front office and some of his executives for three decades now. Uh, when you look at Jason Garrett, he kept him here in Dallas for 10 years. Uh, the only exception was Chan Gailey and Dave Campo, quite frankly. They didn't get a lot of time, two and three years respectively for uh, them. And so I don't know if maybe there is a a lesson in some of that that maybe Jerry should look at. I mean, some of these other teams feel, you know, look at Brandon Staley and the Chargers, look at Arthur Smith and the Falcons. They've been keen to move on. Look down at Houston and what they've been able to accomplish with D'Amico Ryan uh, in his first season. I mean, an argument can be made that sometimes a different message is good. And quite frankly, they made a change with Jason Garrett. And despite that first year with COVID, look what Mike McCarthy did in years two, three, and four. I think the big deal here is they only had one year with the Texas Coast. Think how many different offensive systems Dak Prescott has seen, despite there being similar terminology, et cetera. Um, I think that they truly believe with one year left on Dak's deal as it stands and what they've been able to accomplish these last three seasons. I think Jerry actually still believes that this team is, is close. And you know this as well as anyone, Rich. The one thing that Jerry Jones is just abundant in, it's hope. It's optimism. I mean, hope floats could literally be a movie title described for Jerry Jones for all of these years. And so I do believe he talked himself into it. Now, I, what is curious to me is I respect the hell out of Peter King and Adam Schefter, but we started seeing these reports before the Cowboys got into the playoffs that depending on how they played, uh, that if this thing went south, which it went about as south as you can go. I mean, this was Titanic sunk at the end of this game. Fans were leaving the exits before the fourth quarter. There was booing. Uh, that Bill Belichick would be in play. I've talked to a lot of people both in the building and outside of it. I don't believe that Jerry even reached out to Bill. Now, I know Bill wanted the job. I know that he was looking to have somebody uh, that I've spoken with prep him if they were to call. Um, I know that Mike Frable would have liked this job. It's my understanding Jim Harbaugh would have loved this job. And I think that's the most frustrating part of all of this for the fans right now, Rich. Mm. This does hit different because in years past, the argument you would make was, well, if it's not Jason Garrett or it's not Mike, not Mike McCarthy, who are you going to go and get? Well, <laughs> this year you had a couple of really good options yes. and Jerry still decided to stay with Mike McCarthy. So I think that should tell you 
his thoughts on Mike McCarthy and maybe his, whether he's frustrated and mad, there's still this part of him that says, do I really want to reboot this thing or are we close? Mm. And I think Jerry always thinks he's close. Mm. Yes, because Belichick's out there and Vrabel's out there and Harbaugh's out there. And so you're going to just do the same thing again. So uh, I know this is still quite fluid. Is McCarthy going to go into this season with just nothing after this contractual season? That's it? There's no extension coming? It It doesn't sound like there's an extension. If you'll remember, our boy Ian Rappaport right before the Dolphins game was talking about legitimate bona fide discussions about like getting an extension. So, you know, it's, it's peaks and valleys here in uh Dallas rich. I've described it sometimes for fans and even my own father, it's like a toxic relationship. There's love bombing. You get, uh, you know, a lot of love and support early on, and then they just ghost you in the postseason. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's gaslighting. You didn't see the product on the field. No, we're still a good team. We've got 12 wins, even though you know for a fact your eyes show you that the postseason isn't where it needs to be. Uh, and then there's real high highs because you get all these players that are going to the Pro Bowl, Dax having an MVP type year, and then the low lows because those guys don't show up in the postseason sometimes. So, you know. I think some of us are just immune and used to it. So, uh, again, it, it, Jane Slater, uh, my colleague from the NFL Network, NFL Media Group, joining us here uh, in the news that Mike McCarthy is staying. You said the players are full-throated in support of Mike McCarthy. The play on the field certainly does not support that. That I said it when I came on the show on Monday. You used the Q word as well, quit. It looked like they quit. In the middle of that game, I mean, Kyle Shanahan's soundbite of yeah. this week saying he started preparing for the Packers in the middle of the second quarter certainly landed here, and I'm sure it did in the Metroplex as well. So when you talk to the players, what do they say that they like about Mike McCarthy? Well, it didn't it didn't translate well on Twitter. So uh, because, uh, as you know, we live in times, Rich, where people <laughs> like to aggregate our content and then decide what the parse what they think is the narrative. And Mm -hmm. so my mistake was that I should have said this uh, on a show like yours or on the NFL network instead of tweet it. But for the most part, the players love the fact that he gives, he he cares about them as men. You know, what I was described with, whether it be Dan Quinn or Mike McCarthy, what goes on between the shoulders and the head, he cares about where you are mentally. And he talked a little bit about that today too. You know, Dak's got a mental health coach. I think that Mike understands sometimes the pressures that come with this job, but I think more importantly, as an outsider coming into Dallas, he knows the pressures that come with the star on the helmet. Uh, there's also his GPS system and his quarterback school and sort of the uh, the attention to stats, and he's been more aggressive as a coach uh, when you look at the way they go for it at times. Um, you know, the way that he rests their bodies, I think that's huge when you talk to a lot of players. You know, the one thing I was told about Jason Garrett was he had really, really hard practices, and I'm not saying – Mike's aren't, but Mike is more about collecting data. How much time does Tyron Smith need on the field? How much time does Micah Parsons need on the field? Can they have a veteran rest day? So it allows them to have longevity within their bodies. Uh, Something as simple as bringing their families up there on Saturdays to interact with one another or step away from a meeting and tell someone you appreciate their support. And again, fans are hearing me say this and they're rolling their eyes. It sounds like camp cupcake up there. But my point is, 
He believes in them as men. I mean, the whole sleeping in their beds instead of hotel rooms when they have home games. I mean, look at their record this year with the exception of that playoff game. They played really, really well, and everyone kept trying to put their finger on, well, why are they playing so well? A lot of the players pointed to that. Now, where this story blew up and took on a life of its own was I added one player did tell me that there was concern about a stubbornness to the scheme sometimes. In other words, they knew sometimes that other teams knew exactly what Dallas was going to do, and they didn't adjust accordingly. And so, like, even Dan Quinn, motion offense is really killing him this year. And then another line that blew up was that (laughs) one said that they thought that Dak Prescott can sometimes panic when his first read's not there, but we know that when they get the ball to CeeDee Lamb, good things happen. Now, everyone thought that was a rat, a leak, an indictment of the locker room. I think the headline, I won't name the colleague, was that it was backstabbing. That's not what it was. It was, I think everybody is evaluating what is going on with this team. Why did certain things work? And I think everyone from coach to Dak to Jerry are evaluating where am I doing this wrong? Now, whether those things get fixed, I don't know. But I think all of those are on the table as evidenced by Mike saying that they had a three-hour meeting. Hmm. So is Dan Quinn going to be part of the running it back? What do you think? I it, I think it, I think last year we thought he was going to Denver, right? And mm. then all of a sudden he was back in Dallas. And in talking to his players, they said that they respected that he came back because he thought that there was unfinished business. You know, some of these job openings, they look really appealing sometimes, Rich. And then you get in there and you realize maybe the system doesn't make sense. Ask a lot of the Cowboys players when they go to another organization. They're like, wow, we've got it pretty good around here in Frisco with Jerry Jones. And so I don't know if that's going to be part of this for Dan Quinn, there's, all a lot, there's also a lot of responsibilities that come with being a head coach. Uh, I do know that he loves his players. I do know that those players want to get one for him. We'll just kind of have to see how this shakes out. But it sounds like they're open to the idea of him returning. But I also think you've got to consider, you know, our boy Adrian and research uh, at NFL Network. I didn't pull some numbers. Dan Quinn seems we, we don't always talk about the defense and, and how it plays. They're really, really good against bad teams. But this year, they were even worse against some of the good teams. And so they didn't get better at beating uh, the good teams this year or get better at beating the bad teams this year. They kind of got worse with some of those good teams. Yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys. I think you've got to consider that. Yeah, the Cowboys had that narrative for a while up until they beat Philadelphia at home. Uh, The who, yeah, but who have you really beaten? And then they, you know, wound up losing to Buffalo and Miami and then pulled it out at the end to get into what appeared to be the catbird seat, the the number two seat overall. But I think, you know, just wrapping up our conversation here, this, and I understand why you asked about why fans should buy in because everything you're telling me is like, Hey, everything works. Players love it here. Uh, The coach loves it here. Quinn loves it here. They love the coach and they love Quinn. And then they lay an egg against green Bay. And it's the question is like, well, we don't want to change. Everything's working here. Well, maybe you should change it because what's been working doesn't work when it matters most. And the way to switch it up right now has a remarkable amount of decorated candidates sitting there saying, I'll take your job if you offer it or have a conversation about it. That's about it. And I think, Rich, I think the hard part, too, was everything started going their way, right? Like, it almost felt like this is too good to be true. I mean, we're talking five seed, you're a two seed. You are your best uh, team when you're at home. 
you're then you're then we're talking injuries. I mean, right before the game, we found out Jair Alexander was playing and then Christian Watson. But Jair Alexander went out in the fourth quarter. And then now all of a sudden they start scoring at times. But I felt like they could have capitalized. And then why are you running the ball against that team? If you're going to establish an identity early, why aren't you taking some of those deep shots? And so everybody, I think, is to blame. And I think as we talk about the Cowboys, you have 16 free agents. They've got to figure out what are we going to do with the next year. I think all of that's going to be on the table because I think now you've got to also look at personnel. Like, do you have the right fits here? And has Jerry and company been aggressive enough at maybe getting you some players? This offseason, I've heard talk about Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick could be great here. He works out a lot here in the offseason at Sanders Fit. Yeah, that makes sense. They would love him. But you still got to pay CD. You got to pay Micah. You got to figure out what you're going to do with Dax Con. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff they've got to figure out. Mm. See, look at us having a 15-minute-long conversation, Jane. It can be had. It can be had. Thanks for thanks for the two cents. Uh, greatly appreciate it. We'll chat Sunday, I think. Unless what? Because the Cowboys are out? What do we got? They're out. I'm out. So uh, if you ever want me on your show, let me know. Tell my good dog what's up. Hey, come on. <laughs> well, thanks for the memories, Jane. We'll chat soon. Take care. That's Jane Slater right here on The Rich Eisen Show. A lot of great information there. All right, TJ, you're the Cowboy fan. You just heard a. You just heard. That's a ton of four one one. You just got right there. That's a lot of. Impact. So what do you think of when you hear this? That they they love the way that McCarthy cares for them, mm-hmm. and they love the way that McCarthy takes care of them. They certainly didn't take care of the coach, putting him on the griddle like this. They they didn't. But from the outside looking in, everyone's going to have an opinion. But we're not in the locker room. We're not at the facility. But, so you've heard the players say that. And yeah, again, I mean, like look, Dan Quinn is DQ and the DC had trouble with motion, right? I mean, how? why, why are we having trouble with motion? Look, People man, are going to motion you. This is an all, uh, uh, as you say, an all 22 type discussion, yes. which I, I'm not that. All right. That so go like, person. talk to you. Let's talk gut and feel. Because mm-hmm. I know you're you've cauterized your wound. Oh, yeah. Since Sunday, like you're like, what am I gonna do? You coming? Oh, yeah. So what? What do you feel when you hear McCarthy's coming back? Did you want to make a change? Well, think, you I mean, want? We, would we you talked want, about this this morning? I'm what asking you, you again now what, that you're hearing everything. What, what you said is true. What you you cha- make a change at the head coach, then you have to bring in a new OC, which means a whole new game plan for these players to to right. understand and and, and 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 kind of buy and believe in. Essentially, you're scrapping everything. You are that. So, I, you know, and I'm sure half the fan base would be perfectly fine with that. Let's tear it down to the, you know, the frame and then rebuild it. And the other half would be like, look, I, I don't want to have to sit here and go through five win seasons. Me personally, I, I fall into the, the, the former category or the latter, I guess. I, I don't want to sit there and watch this team win six games. I'd rather think, win but, 12, 13 games and take my chances in the playoffs. Well, I mean, making right a now. change, though, to Belichick or Vrabel or Harbaugh, but wouldn't, why, wouldn't be, why like, would you I, say six? Why would that I, be a six-win team? It kind of goes back to when we were talking about Sean Payton, and I brought up on this show, what has Sean Payton done any differently from Mike McCarthy? Like, what makes him so much better of a of a coach than Mike McCarthy? I would say the same thing about Mike Vrabel. Like, why? What What would make you think that Mike Vrabel would be the guy to come in and turn everything? Around? I don't know, just because because he, he would be an antithesis to to McCarthy. That 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 yes, keeping everything the same not upsetting the apple cart, not ripping it down, not going into the market 
for a new head coach like what is it eight other teams right now seven other teams uh, something like that seven, oh, and seven. and every single one of those coaches is being asked who are you bringing in as an offensive mm-hmm. coordinator and on top of it the Chicago Bears need an offensive coordinator the Pittsburgh Steelers just said they're going to go outside of the building to get an offensive coordinator and that's a tough one although Kind of Todd Bowles found, Todd Bowles found one who'd never called a play before. And Dave Canales has this team in the divisional round with Baker Mayfield. So it's possible. Now, the alternative is you bring in Vrabel, who's the antithesis of that. And you shake everything up because a lot of these guys who are like, I do like sleeping in my bed at home before instead of a hotel room mm-hmm. before a uh a home game. Now you make and I do, and I do, I do kind of like the way that my coach cares for me. As if what Vrabel's going to turn his back on him. You know, maybe some of these guys need to be shaken up. That's what they're saying in the Metroplex. And you're, that. and you, but so you like McCarthy sticking. I feel it's probably for the best right now. Okay, there you go. I was looking for that answer. I finally drilled down to it. I mean, I gave it to you. I mean, it's not like I asked you your age. I gave it to you multiple times. (laughs) Well, we know you're 54. You haven't haven't said, you know, you you have said, I hear what you're saying. When I came on the air and talked about how you're ripping everything out, root and branch, you haven't said, I think it's best that we keep McCarthy. You haven't said those words until I finally dragged it out of you. There you go. Okay. Now we can go to break. You may step down. Oh, that's what you were waiting for? (laughs) The witness is. The witness is excused. All right, Chris. Your power ranking of disappointment. Go. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed First question to the left, Cam. Snoop, come here. No. 
Here you go. <laughs> I'm here working the media, baby. Uh, talk, talk to me, huh? What's... Yes, sir. First of all, I want to say, Cam. Yeah. Oh, Cam. <laughs> Cam. Cam, down for me. Hi. There you go. Jared Rodeo Allen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What's up, dog? What's up, brother? We, rock, we rocking the same. Uh, yeah, I like it. I'm with you today, baby. That's what Believe I'm talking it. about when I talk about America. Man, how do you feel playing in the first Super Bowl in your career, man? I, I couldn't feel any any better, and then you showed up, and now it's even cooler. Man, like, yeah, you just validated that this is cool. I got three kids in the audience that want footballs. Make their dream come true. Depends on where they sitting. They sitting right where they supposed to be sitting Okay, at. say no more. All right, then, I'm going. Say no more. <laughs> you don't see this six-foot-four wide receiver standing outside, ready for that one-on-one -on -one match, ready for that matchup. Put the best in the game. Let's get a boy. I've been watching football since the 70s, boy. You a throwback. See, I'm going to do it like a Hello. Man, lock up. See, Snoop don't remember me. What? Come around to this. That's, see, that's Khalil right here. Chewie and I don't remember you. You just got a little bigger and stronger, dog. When you get a sack, can you give me a dab? Done. Done. I'm looking forward to Done. it. Done. Sack. I'm a, I'll do dad. my dad. Sack. Dad. I just need to find where you're at. You know, <laughs> that is awesome. All right, Rodeo. It's freaking sweet. Hey, Snoop, we get one of Yes, sir. With the kicking crew? The whole, the whole, the whole crew, man. Now, when it comes down to this crew winning this game, I'm telling y'all right now, I'm calling it. We having an after party with just us, folks. <laughs> you guys, I don't think you guys really understand how cool that is. I didn't listen to his music when I was like a little child. Rich, I told you, man, you picked the perfect guy for the job. I guess I will go into analyzm. Is that what you call it? Analyzm for the Rich Eisen Show for the next five years, for the next five Super Bowls. Thank y'all for joining me. It's been real. Until we meet again, DPGC. Hey. That was awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Allen's reaction. I yeah, love it. I Fantastic. It. Okay. Game time tickets. Get it on your mobile device or your phone. Whatever you can do to buy tickets because you need to buy tickets and you want to buy tickets. And I'm telling you, it's the easiest way to buy tickets. We all use game time. It's on all of our phones. We love it. We all have an account. You should, too. It's so simple to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. You have you want a last-minute deal. You're like, hey, I want to take the kids. I want to take the wife. I want to take my girlfriend, my boyfriend. Anywhere, last-minute deals, it's so simple. You just go right on your, um, your game time app. And in two, two taps, you buy tickets in seconds. You could take the guesswork straight out of buying tickets with game time, with all-in pricing, views from your seats. Just download the app, create an account, use my code RICH, $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions do apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account, redeem your code RICH, $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. Kevin in North Carolina has been waiting forever. What's up, Kevin? Hey, what's up, Rich? What's on your mind, sir? Yo. PJ. What up, Brockman? What's up, brother? It's gone down the line. Hey, you know, we hear this statement as a Steelers fan from North Carolina. We hear the, the words come out of his mouth. We are searching for a offensive coordinator outside of the organization, and it is like the heavens opened up, and we all rejoice in unison. This has taken way too long to happen, and I'm finally optimistic about next season even if it is with Kenny Pickett but I have a feeling they're going to they're going to make a run for a uh, free agent possibly Russell Wilson if he's available I don't think it's the right move but you know he might be the one that can get them over the top I just don't and also yeah you know TJ there's a there was a really interesting quote you were talking about with uh, you were talking about the difference between Mike McCarthy and Mike Tomlin mm -hmm. Kyle Brandt said this morning 
if you want someone who's going to strut into the playoffs and limp out, it's Mike McCarthy. If you want someone who's going to sneak into the playoffs and limp out, it's Mike Tomlin. Mm, I heard that. I heard what Kyle had to say today. Kevin, last qu- I've got a question he, for you real quick. Kevin, uh, mm-hmm. is it, are you calling on a landline? Yes, sir, I am. Oh, I heard that. Can you hear the difference between yeah. oh, a cell yeah. phone and a landline? 100%. It's great. Kevin, it's like you're sitting next to me. Thank you. That's Kevin in North Carolina. Right, landlines. Kevin. I know they I still mean, exist. It's I so great. One. Oh. Of course you do. It's probably inside of a, an Olaf you head. You probably have an no, Olaf landline. It's a red telephone. All right. Like, All right, uh, Chris Brockman, you have you hey. have a uh, you have a power rankings do you? I do. And it's the 10 most <laughs> disappointing do. teams? I'm going negative. 10 most disappointing it. teams. Right. Glass is half full for Chris season. Brockman. Hit it. Hit it. Go. Hit it. Start hit it. Number hit, three. It. hit it. Hit it. Go for it. You go. Oh. oh. By Brockman. All right, Chris, what do you got? All right, number 10, Miami Dolphins. One win this year against a good team. One win against a winning team. Absolutely limped out. Come on, man. Like, what are we doing? Are you for real? Or are you just going to, like, be mid? Like, what's happening? Okay. With all due respect. Okay. With all due respect, obviously. You should have said it first. You should have said it first. Our Knox was cool yesterday. Number nine, the Denver Broncos. A lot of people before the year thought Sean Payton was going to be coach of the year and resurrect uh, Russell Wilson. They did scrap back at the end of the year. But look, somebody put a 70. The Dolphins put 70 on you. Like, come on. You're not a serious team. They were 8-9. and nine. Number 8, the Dallas Cowboys. Okay? Wow, that's low. You're happy, huh? It's not about how it ends. I'm kind of looking that's at the totality low. of this list. I bit. thought this was going to be number one. It's the totality. <laughs> you're right. a hater, but you know. TJ, you expected them to lose Wild Card Weekend, so like you knew how this was oh. going to end. See, there's oh. the trolling. But <laughs> how's that trolling? He, it, they won 12 games, but you know, they did limp out of the playoffs. Okay. okay. Number seven, the Carolina Panthers. Mm. You draft number one overall. You got you get the Heisman Trophy winner. You get bring Frank Reich in, the offensive genius, and you win two games. Less dis- the Cowboys like, are less on. disappointing than the Carolina Panthers. I believe it. Did we think the Panthers are going to win two games this year? No. Uh, I mean, you never. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah, keep you going. Two games? Okay. Keep going. Number six, the New York Giants. Now. Oh, I see where he's going. I the, expect, Jets, the Jets are going to be number one. I expected oh, this. I, no, see, no. I'm, now I see it. No, 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 no. Rich, hey, actually, hey, don't interrupt his list. Hold on, Keep Rich. Going. The Jets are to me all the time. The Jets aren't on here. There's no injuries. Oh, okay. I didn't, oh, okay. Look, if you have a devastating injury, you can't plan for that. Oh, look at you being this, reasonable. This is just disappointment okay. overall, okay? Right. Daniel Jones stinks. I've been telling you guys this for <laughs> oh, years, okay? And now you finally saw it, all right? <laughs> Brian Dayball, lucky to keep his job. The Giants are six. Number five, the New England Patriots. I thought they were going to be a borderline playoff team. Before the season, Julian Edelman and I were, were breaking down the schedule. Yeah. We thought 9-10 wins was pretty reasonable. No, it was an abject failure. Now Bill is going to be the Falcons coach, and we're starting over, and we have the third overall pick. This season sucked. Number four, the Atlanta Falcons. This team should be a playoff team. They probably should have won a playoff game. Mm. They are loaded with talent across the board on offense and defense, and their coach stunk because he tried to get too cute and not give the ball to your best players. <laughs> Could we have chosen a sadder photograph of, of Arthur I didn't Blank? even see it. Was you didn't it really see it? Oh, I mean, yeah. just, yeah. Looks, he looks so sad. I mean, yeah. it's just terrible for us to do that, yeah, uh, Arthur Blank. I, I like him. Okay, go He's for it. He's a good it. guy. All right, top three. And I think there's no argument here. Number three is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Expected a huge leap this year. We were talking about them as a possible number one seed, hosting a playoff game for sure. Big leap for Trevor Lawrence, maybe in the MVP race. 
uh-uh. They're out. And now, you know, in my mentions, it's like, can you see why the Eagles fired Doug Peterson? All right. Well, I guess so. I don't know. Number two, the Los Angeles Chargers. What a freaking disaster that was. Justin Herbert should be in the MVP conversation. They're loaded with talent. Terrible coaching. Terrible everything. They stink. Number one, I, I get it. Number one's the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, you can't go 10-1 and one and then finish the year 1-6. and six. Wait, what are we doing? You were just in the Super Bowl. You have Jalen Hurts, who is an MVP candidate. You have studs everywhere. What the hell happened? I don't know. That's my top ten. So this is kind of your powerless rankings. <laughs> it just kind of dawned on me. Powerless <laughs> rankings. Yeah, as we end the season. Powerless rankings. Powerless. Good job, Chris. <laughs> powerless. I you did pretty Cowboys like, at eight. Good. Like I said, no. Too low. Cowboys were too low. Like Bengals not on the list because, you know, they no, have a devastating I, I, I injury. Understand. You know, I, I understand. I understand. The Cowboys are yeah, too low on your list. He gave you a valid reason. You just don't want to accept it. They won 12 games. It's not disappointing. You know they didn't go. Oh. They didn't go eight and nine. They were supposed. This to be is the, the year Super they're Bowl. supposed to make the NFC Championship game for the first time. Who said that though? Everybody, Everybody. including you. I mean, they won Did twelve. I, games. I'm pretty sure I didn't. TJ, not it was it. all set up. They won twelve games. They looked terrific. That played his best. It's made. not a narrative. It's it my own two eyes. It's a narrative. And this whole business with the Lions gave them a nice two seed, and they blew it. Those are facts. You don't like it when uh, people again, start again, bur- like, bird, like Jerry bird Jones. Dogging, you know, they did win twelve games. Yeah. Your power rankings very more. You're much more nuanced than I. Snoop Dogg's coming up. Thank you, TJ. Because you you just didn't lead with hate in your heart. You led with no. Facts you let him off the hook. Easy. You led with no because over the Carolina Panthers. Come on, man. The Panthers were first overall on the clock. You could see that the roster wasn't ready to support Bryce Young. Their conversation we're hearing right now is if Stroud was there, would he be looking like that? I know they won two games and they fired their coach, but come on. But that's more reasonable than the Cowboys winning 12 and then getting boat raced at home. They lost in a worse way than they did the two previous years. Rich, did you not listen to the open? That's his power rankings. That's how he sees it. Excuse me. Power rankings. Excuse me. How many times? This is like role reversal right now. It's like I, it's like I'm the clean one and he's the messy one. At this point, I'm on his side as of 10:56 right now. So I'm, I'm on you, I'm, Rich. I'm on his side. They should be higher. The Giants are more disappointing than the Cowboys. Yeah, the you, I, I, get out of here. You guys forget the Broncos were right there. Jared, I didn't expect. You're the, letting the recency bias get to you. No, it's the way it ends up. At the very end, the, the way it ends up with the Eagles, it was just a much slower car the way, crash. The way the ending yeah. is is just one nineteenth of the season. The it's Cowboys not- were the ones that just were humming along and then f- drove off a cliff. Just the Eagles Cowboys were part thing. of that that snowbound pileup oh, on the sorry, four look, on, on on your freeway where one car rear ends after the other. I'm sorry, you don't like nuance. Oh. <laughs> very nuanced, Chris. I'm a good. I just want to give it out. I know. I love it. After taking it and taking it for weeks. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, hour three, coming up. The D O double.